everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Ashley. And we are so excited to be talking about dun 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 singleness and dating in the Christian world, which is a bola. Yeah. So we had <laughs> a lot of questions from you guys. If you do not follow us on Instagram, we do occasionally post polls on our feed so that you guys can tell us what you want on our podcast, on our YouTube, on our everything. Um, so here are some of the questions that we got from you guys. And boy, are they juicy. Boy, are they good. Boy, are we ready to read them. Question. This is the question we asked. What would you like to hear on our podcast? And you guys said... Christian relationships. Another. Maybe about the season of singleness and waiting? Another. How to practically apply scripture in godly dating or how to keep Christ at the center? Another. Focusing on God's will for your life, your mission during your singleness. How to overcome feelings for boys in Jesus' point of view? Biblical relationships. Seasons of singleness? Singleness. How to be satisfied in Christ? Different seasons, like singleness. 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 How to believe in God. Oh. That was that was a screenshot that I didn't mean to put in the bunch, but somebody did ask how to believe in God. Um, how to be content in singleness. Joy in the season of singleness. And so, you know what? I just do want to say, I don't mean to belittle the person that said how to believe in God. I think that's a really valid question. I love that question. I love that question, and... It is not a secret formula. It is realizing that God exists and surrendering your life to him and saying, Jesus, I want you to take over. I want you to be the king, the Lord of my life, and I'm ready to start this new adventure with you. You are going to be the main purpose of my life. And yeah, no secret formula. It's as simple as believing in him. Exactly. Believing in the word of God. Mm-hmm. So now, as you can tell, the theme was singleness, and y'all are wondering about singleness, and we just want to say that we are experienced in singleness. I might even add, I am 19 years single, moving on, thinking about starting a nunnery over here. I'm totally kidding. No nunnery for me, although that is a run-on joke. I think we kind of wanted to talk about addressing a little bit of the stigma with singleness because here's what I tend to notice and you know you can tell your closest girlfriend these things but really generally no one wants to look like they want to be in a relationship I think we view it as a little desperate maybe we know being weak weak I think we we probably see a few girls in our life that we know we've just seen them be a little boy crazy and we think to ourselves we do not want to be like that we are strong sophisticated single woman we can do what we want um, and we just want to say that it is not wrong to want a relationship. Yeah, I think we tend to push under the rug the fact that we would love to be married. We would love to have a family. We would love to be in a relationship with somebody. And we tend to push that under the rug because our culture tells us that we can be strong feminist women being girl bosses, doing whatever the heck we want. We don't need a relationship. But it, but then again, in the Christian world, I just feel like to even mention to my friends, to even say like, yeah, like I'm having a really hard day. I just, I've really been longing to be in a relationship lately. It's almost like it's Christians like, need to correct you and say like, no, no, it, you don't, like you're, 
you're perf- perfect just the way you are. You, you don't, don't need, need a relationship. Someone. You don't need someone. God has in- is intentionally having you not be single right now. Which is all valid. But that feeling of like really wanting to be in a relationship, it's, that longing, it's, pushing it under the rug. Mm-hmm. It's putting lipstick on a pig. We all have that longing. And it's just not helping when you say, when you just shove it down. And when we say we all have that longing, for those of you who don't, that's okay. Some of us were intended to remain single and... Some people don't want to be in a relationship. Hallelujah to you. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's not bad either. But in this video, in this podcast, we're going to address what it's like for those of you who are really longing to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yet single. Yet single. All the single ladies out there. All the single ladies. 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 Okay, Ashley, we're getting a little... Um, I'm so sorry for those of you. Um, I had to do my singing debut. Yes, your singing debut was phenomenal. Now we are going to move on to this question. Guys, I don't know if you want to know this, but if I were you guys, I would want to know this. What, Tune in, ladies. What has been our dating history? Ashley, you can go first. Oh, gosh. Well, my dating history is so, you know what, I'm not ashamed of it because it's okay to have dated someone, multiple people, and not be ending up with them. Yeah. That's okay. I used to beat myself up for that, the fact that I dated someone and then now they're not my future husband. I just beat myself up because, like, literally that was my dream since I was, like, two. To marry the first guy you date. Yes. And that didn't happen. And you know what? A lot of times that's reality. So 99%. It's okay. But the first guy I ever, quote, dated, and and I say quote because I was very naive and... I gave myself a rule in high school that I wasn't going to date anyone. And then right when I got out of high school, I was like, yeah, freedom. Um, And so I dated this guy during the summer. And I say dated lightly. Like, I don't even... It was never official. No, it was just a thing. And I think I was just with him because I wanted... I liked the idea of being in a relationship, and I was so happy someone finally liked me, and he Mm -hmm. was a Christian, Mm -hmm. and so he was a believer, but he just, I don't know, I I think I was just so young, I was naive, and And you knew he wasn't the one, I think, after that one summer, you were like, okay. Yeah, after that, I was like, after a few months, I was like, I'm not really into him anymore, and fast forward, it was more so the idea of being in a relationship, and so I kind of beat myself up after that, because I felt bad, and... But you didn't, you didn't need to. And you're no, moved I didn't on need now. to at all. You definitely didn't need to, but I do agree that it is a Christian thing to want to date the first, I mean, to marry the first guy you date because Christians usually date with the intention of marriage. Yes. Yeah. And so anyways, the next person I was with, um, also disclaimer, both these guys are great guys and I, I don't hold anything against them. But um, the second guy I dated, I actually really genuinely liked him. Mm-hmm. Like, did. I really liked him. And it was after time that I just felt so unsettled about being in a relationship with him. And it was after weeks, and I finally ended up going um, into a missionary program that I had been planning for months. And when when, when I got there, I just realized, <sighs> I just was like, you know what? I have this unsettled feeling inside of me, and I just, 
I need to break up with him. And I with I broke up with him with the atten- intentions of getting back together with him after the missions program was over because I, my heart still loved him. But I felt so unsettled. I was very mm-hmm. confused. And it was so, a time filled with a lot of prayer. Yeah, I prayed a lot. I sought the Lord a lot. I was like, God, what do you want me to do? I don't know. God, I want your will for my life. Anyway, so I broke broke up with him, still held on to him for months, got back. I was hoping that we could get together when I got back home, but he ended up being in a relationship with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so I was heartbroken, and I went through a heartbroken season, heartbreak season, Mm -hmm. and just really turned to the Lord. The Lord mended me back up, stitched me back together. And he's making me into a new creation. Now, both of those times, I learned a lot. And that is why I would not go back and change anything. Because God used both of those times to sanctify me and to grow me. And that is why to you ladies who have dated out there and haven't met the right one yet, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up for it. God is going to use the mistakes you've made, the hardships that have happened in your life for good. So that's my dating history. Now, Taylor, what's your dating history? Come on, give me the juicy stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely stinking juicy. I'll tell you this. 19 years of pure singleness. I came out of the womb single, and I'm 19 single now. And 19 is still pretty young. Here's the thing. 19 is still pretty young, and I would say that... I, you know, I fall into the trap of the stigma of not wanting to, not wanting a relationship. And I think something that spurs me on to, you know, falling into that trap of that stigma is the fact that in Christian culture, it is so impressed upon the women to be in a relationship. Every time you go to a family event, it's like, oh, have you met a new guy or are you dating? Even sly comments from your parents like, oh, you're so beautiful. One day someone will like you or like all these things. Or if your friends go, you're so pretty. I don't know why nobody likes you. Just And you see people in the relationships and it's just like sometimes it it feels like there's a lot of pressure in the dating world. So I kind of just want to crawl in and not cave into that. But at the same time, I'm like, heck, I'm 19 and of course I want to be in a relationship. And there is something to say about it being a little melancholy when you haven't dated somebody and you're 19 and you see a lot of your friends go and go through relationships or even just being pursued by a guy is something Mm -hmm. that I desire and just wanting to know what that feels like. Even, I mean, honestly, on a selfish level of just like, what is it like to have a boy think that you're attractive and think that you are worthy of pursuing. Now that hasn't happened to me yet. And I'm not saying if I know it will happen in the future or if I don't know it'll happen in the future, but I'm just saying that's where I'm at right now. I am single. Um, yeah, funny enough in my notes about this podcast, I wrote Taylor colon being single always. I don't know why I put that. I, to, to be honest, if I'm being honest with you guys, I hope I'm not single always, but I will say you know, during the single season, there is there is a big opportunity of making it intentional. So what does intentional singleness look like is the question. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. 
In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yeah, so. That's a big question, and I think for everyone it might look a little different, but for me, being intentionally single is truly about, I want to say, just fixing your eyes on Jesus, which you need to do that any season of your life, whether you're married or not, Um, but for me, what being intentionally single looks like is kind of just letting go of that dream of wanting to be married. Although I know it's not a bad thing, I need to remind myself that dream my dreams will never love me like Christ can ever. Amen. And so during this season, I'm trying to really follow after Christ and let all this other other um just everything else fade away and not to say that wanting a relationship is bad because during this intentional year of singleness that I've been journeying through, I have realized that my desires to want to be in a relationship have only grown. Yeah. So it's not like during this time of being intentionally single, it goes I have, away. it goes away or that I'm perfectly following after Jesus and looking at him. And I never have this desire to want to be in a relationship. If anything, it's grown stronger. Mm-hmm. But through those times and and through those moments of intense longing, I realized that, okay, this longing is actually a greater picture of how I'm longing for love to fulfill me. And there's so many biblical references to us, us longing for Christ, us longing mm-hmm. for satisfaction. Our hearts are empty till we have Christ. Also, we as a church are longing to be met with the bride of Christ. I mean, with Christ, not with the bride. We are the bride. We're waiting for Christ and for that union of marriage. Mm -hmm. And so one time my teacher told us that, okay, so marriage is an example of Christ and the bride coming together. Mm -hmm. How beautiful, how intentional, how intimate that is. Well, all the single people are an example of the church right now waiting to be with Christ, waiting for that day when they'll be united. And as a single person, every time I have those wants or those desires to be in a relationship, I go, this is me longing for intimacy, but also it's the church right now longing to be reunited at Christ Mm -hmm. with Christ because this is not our home. And one day we will be united with him and it'll be better than anything. Yeah. So Um, For me, that's what intentional singleness looks like. It looks like let's notch up the longing, but let's turn that to Christ. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's way better than anything that I could say. And I love that your teacher said that. That's just brilliant. Yeah. I would say, you know, honestly, for me, 
I haven't really been viewing this season as intentional singleness in just the sense that I think partly because I've been single my whole life, I've never experienced what it was like to date. I don't feel like it's a season of singleness. I feel like it's just my life. That sounded really depressing, but not no. in a depressing way, but like I'm just I living. Think that's awesome. Yeah, you're living your life and you're not letting a quote season, unquote, rule your life. Yes. And you know what? To say, I kind of wanted to segue this in a little bit, but for me, I kind of see this intentional season. Like, I feel like I, you know, I look at a lot of different relationships and and I'm not judging them, but I'm learning from them. I'm learning ways t- for me to not go about a relationship in the future. For me yeah. right now, kind of where I've been at, which I don't know if you guys can relate to is, but I've kind of just been waiting for you know, a guy to pursue me instead of me going out and pursuing a guy that I want. And so when I see, you know, nobody coming at me, it is, I mean, it's not a temptation for me to lower my standards, but in a sense, when you're single for so long, it almost feels like you you kind of start to look at a lot of different boys and you're like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to be in a relationship with that guy or this guy or that guy. And then you almost get nervous when you talk to a boy because you're like, what if he likes me? What if he doesn't like me? Blah, 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 blah. But you just have to remember, or what I'm telling myself, is to not lower my standards or settle. Because when you're single for a long time, the thought might creep in to settle. You're getting older. You're about to be in your 20s, your mid-20s, your 30s, your 40s. And the thought of settling sounds really appealing because you finally get what you want you think you're getting what you're wanting but it's not you're settling for marriage which is the rest of your life it's the rest of your life and marriage should be about you and another person coming together to be more on fire for the lord than when you were separate you can do more together for -hmm. the kingdom of god you can you know do xyz but if you're settling then it's almost like I don't know. It just feels like you're letting down yourself and you're letting down... I've settled before. I mean, looking back, do you feel like you you weren't... I'm looking back. I started shoving all the red flags under the carpet and it inside, I'm telling you, it was like a roller coaster inside of me. I never had peace. Mm-hmm. I I was... I was lying to myself. I was telling myself, no, these red flags aren't real. That's mm-hmm. just my heart. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to follow my heart. It doesn't even matter. Like, blah, blah, blah. And no, I'm never going to settle ever again. I'm telling you, I'm a hardcore no settle girl now. Mm-hmm. After two quote unquote relationships. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to. And no, I will never find the perfect guy. I am not the perfect girl. As a non-perfect girl, I don't want a, quote, perfect guy, unquote. I'm doing so many quotes. Sorry, you guys. But um, <laughs> you know what? What I'm be- saying is that not settling is trying to find a guy who is just passionate for the Lord, on fire for him. Me and him have the same goals, the mm-hmm. same similar ministry goals. And also, I'm looking for a guy who can be kind mm-hmm. and loving and funny and awesome. No, there's no perfect guy out there, and mm-hmm. that's okay. But yeah. I do not want to settle. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I think when I was saying, you know, when you're settling, you're letting yourself down in a way. I feel like there is a 
piece of it where you needed to have a lot more confidence and respect for yourself because the more respect you have for yourself, the more you're going to not settle. But I feel like the more you get kind of beat down like, oh, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not funny enough. I don't have a good personality. And then you get just like the slightest attention from a boy who, who isn't a godly man or isn't in his, isn't in the same spot in his relationship with Christ as you are or further. Or maybe not even a believer. Maybe not even a believer. Then the confidence does play a piece in how much you respect yourself. And I don't know. I'm just saying for me, I'm, I'm not tremendously far in my relationship with Christ, but I can gauge a guy and if he is as far as me, as far as me, that sounds like, you know, but I mean, a relationship with Christ is a marathon. I want to tell you guys this beautiful picture I have in my mind, which is running a race. And we're all, if you're a believer, we're all running a race and our goal is to be more Christ-like. And as I'm running this race, I'm at a certain pace. Now, there might be believers way farther ahead of me. There might be some behind me. That's okay. We're all on this journey of becoming more Christ-like. But if I start liking a guy or dating a guy or being in a relationship with a guy who is 20 steps behind me, what is that going to make me do as I'm running my Mm -hmm. race? A, it's going to make me slow down. B, it's going to take my eyes off of Christ because I'm looking behind me Mm -hmm. to try to grab my hand to get this guy to come where I'm at. And ultimately, I'm going to be the one falling behind. He's Mm -hmm. not going to be the one getting ahead. Mm -hmm. Now, listen to this scenario. I'm running a race. There's a guy two steps in front of me. What am I doing? I'm picking up my pace to be in line with him. Mm -hmm. And he's encouraging me to be more of a Christ-like person. Wow. And so that's what I want. And I've been in relationships where I've had to look back Mm -hmm. and I don't want that again. Not saying anything against those guys because they were at their place in their journey Mm -hmm. and that's where they were. But does that mean I'm going to be in a God honoring relationship with them? No, we're just at two different spots and I need to let that go. Yeah. Wow. Good point. So, and then another thing that I was, you know, ways to not go about a relationship this can just be a two-minute tangent. Flirting to converting? I think people may do it without even realizing it. But as a, you know, a biblical woman grounded in her belief with Jesus, I think we should just be striving for a guy, like you said, that is, you know, running alongside of you or two paces ahead mm-hmm. instead of, turning behind you and and loving the person for who you think they're going to be. You're not if you're trying to flirt to convert, you like the person, but you're more enthralled with the idea that they could be something else. And yeah. I think the person that they might be flirting to converting with doesn't even know that they're viewing them that way. They're kind of like I mean, honestly, it's kind of like they're they're a project. Like they're trying to see if they can convert this person and then change them. Change them. And whoever's being, you know, quote unquote changed, I don't think they're gonna be liking that. And I don't think the other they would appreciate if the other person was loving them for who they think they're gonna turn out to be. It's honestly just better if you love somebody who is at the same place in their walk with Christ or farther than you and you can grow together. Not you know, it's the chair analogy. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard it. 
If you're standing up on the chair and you try to pull somebody who's down on the ground, that won't work out. They're going to end up pulling you to the ground instead of you bringing them up. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And yeah, I'm 100% for what you just said. I think flirting to converting is less common, but I think in, in the years of singleness, it can be easy to get swept away by the thought of what a guy could be versus what they are. I think it can are. also be easy to do if you're just a newer newer in your faith, newer Christian. Um, it's just easy. I think when I was more mature, I could have seen myself doing that way more. If a guy likes me, I would be like, oh, he likes me. I should give it a try. But um, I want to encourage you ladies that you are so valuable and you are just... You are precious, and to just give yourself away to some guy who likes you and maybe just likes you for superficial reasons. It's not fair to yourself. No, and it's like we have to, as single women, learn how to value ourselves and Mm -hmm. learn the price that God paid for us Mm -hmm. and realize, okay, I'm looking for a man who's going to lay his life down for me because that's what the Bible says. It says, husbands, lay your life down for your wife. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. So during these years of singleness, I want to be growing on who I am, what my character is, um, becoming more Christ-like, and realizing that um, I just don't, I'm not going to settle. So, yeah, I think it's really good. You know, talking about singleness, though, and this is probably a question that a lot of you guys wrestle with, should Christian dating come naturally? And what I mean by that is, should we be expecting to find our future spouse in college, or should we be expecting to just meet them in church, or is Christian online dating wrong if I'm pursuing that and you know for some of us who have been single for a long time you do kind of wonder is this something that just happens naturally like you hear about people being like yeah I you know I was just on the train and he sat down next to me and it was an instant connection and we just talked and here I am today married two months later not two months, but you know what I mean. Like sometimes you hear these like fairy tale, like the guy was pursuing and he went after, and it was crazy, and they're madly in love and have fifteen children. And then you hear stories like, you know, you're twenty four, you've maybe gone to Christian college, you've gone to college, you go to church every Sunday, and there's no pursuing. What what does an is a Christian relationship supposed to come naturally? What are your thoughts? You know, I'm kind of struggling with the same thing right now. Although I'm in an intentional year of singleness, I kind of got distracted and I really liked this guy. Um, And I was struggling with the thing about, I don't know if he likes me, but I really like him. Mm -hmm. And so should I try to put myself in his life a little bit extra, you know? Um, And I would say I've come to a point where I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I would love to have a guy just be head over heels for me and pursue me because it would like make a lot of things a lot more easier. True that. But then again, if I live under a rock, 
no guy's ever going to even know about me. And mm-hmm, so to, mm-hmm. to put myself out there in situations, especially when I see a godly man who mm-hmm. is pursuing God and just, just put myself out there, not throw myself on him or mm-hmm. to just honestly be a friend and be myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, it does come to a point where it can consume your thoughts and get a little out of control. You're trying to control things. God is sovereign. He's working every little detail out in your life. And if you're putting yourself in a guy's footsteps path because you like him and he doesn't notice you and you've done it multiple times and you you can tell he just he's not in you, I would say just let it go mm-hmm. and easier said than done but I mean I'm kind of at that point where I'm like I just have to let it go and you know what I'm not gonna just say yeah it'll never happen that door needs to be shut but you know just say Lord you know what I'm just gonna let it go if you ever want it to happen it'll happen if not it won't and and there's peace in knowing that God is sovereign even over your love life ladies let me say that again God is sovereign over your love life I I know it might not think like that, seem like that, but he really is. And God knows who your future spouse is right now. Mm-hmm. We don't. If God if God wants you to be married, you'll be married one day. Mm-hmm. So you know if what? God wants you to be single, you'll be single. Yeah, you know what I have to say going back, I did relate to you saying, you know, no guy's gonna find me if I'm living under a rock. Because here's what you know what? I am an introvert. This is Taylor speaking. I'm an introvert. And so I tend to err more on the side of, you know, Patrick under the rock. Same. But there is something to be said about, okay, yes, God is sovereign over your love life, but he also gives us choices. Like we have a brain, we aren't robots. So we do choose whether or not we want to stay inside all the time, or we do choose whether or not we want to go to Christian events or go to church or sign up for a small group or even just get out. And I'm not saying that it's up to you to find out your love life, but I'm saying that there are choices that um, us women make, whether we believe it or not. That put us in a position of more readily being available for a relationship and not like for me, I was in the intentionality of being single my years of high school because for me, I just decided I'm not ready to even think about marriage while I'm in high school taking algebra two trig. And that's just me choosing not to be in a relationship. Obviously, a lot of us now are like, obviously, we want to be in a relationship, but maybe there is something to say about asking ourselves you know, what am I doing that might be holding me back? I know for me, I sometimes blame me staying in a hermit shell as me being an introvert when I know I could get out more. I'll say another thing for myself, not to even be too too superficial, but I usually go out every single day in a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Like I'm not, I'm not trying necessarily all, and it's a hard pill to swallow for us women to think that guys look at us on the outside and care about how we look because as us women we we can look at a guy and see past his skin and look right into his heart and see what is his character is it the character of a godly man whereas a guy is initially attracted to a girl at first which can be hard when you see a lot of pretty girls getting into relationships and you look at yourself and you compare yourself and think why is that not happening to me yeah 
And I don't want to dwell too much on... I think at the end of the day, the heart is the most important thing. But God did wire men to be, to see a way. So I wanted to close out with a Bible verse. And this is a Bible verse that has helped me during my intentional years of singleness. And um, just as I have been trying to focus on the Lord. But it's from Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon 8.4. I thought I was going to get a reaction out of you. I know. I was cringing. That was my reaction. Um... Yeah, so Song of Solomon, the love book, ladies, says this, and it's kind oh of crazy. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it says, Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right. And so I'm just saying, in the book of love, it says, Don't you dare awaken love till the time is right. And I think that's a valid point. I think that if we are in this intentional year of singleness, or not year, sorry, in this intentional season of singleness, we need to really ground ourselves in that verse and in the fact that we should not be awakening love until the time is right. And Lord Jesus, you tell me when the time is right, okay? But for now, I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus, and that is not a bad place to be in. In fact, one day when we're married, 25 years, 20 something, I don't know how many years down the line, we might just look back on these intentional years of singleness and say, hmm, I should have valued it a lot more. Mm. So that's all I'm saying. Amen. So thank you guys for watching our podcast. I hope you enjoyed our banter. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at Coffee and Bible Time. Check out our YouTube channel and share this podcast with your friends if you enjoyed it and have a good chat about godly relationships and about how to be intentional during your year of singleness. Bye, guys.